that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We were born to ride. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on 740 The Game. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club and Will Perry, our social media guru, who's uh, keeping you all connected with us on Facebook and Twitter at the Golf Insiders. And you can always listen to us live from anywhere on the planet if you go to our website, thegolfinsiders.com. So, Kevin, DJ, 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 woo, move over, it's now the big four. Jordan Spieth, Jason Day, McElroy, and Dustin Johnson. So, you know, I think the finish on Sunday at the Bridgestone made a lot of Joe golfers out there kind of go, you know what, this even happens to the best of them at times, as Jason sort of uh, hacked it around into the trees. Yeah, that shot on 17, I think he hit like a pole hook left, and then he was under the trees. Then he tried to play another hook out. Then he hit it into the right rough. Then he tried to play a shot out. And he tried to play another shot. It was it was such a mess. I felt so bad for him. On such, you know, he was coming down the stretch, and DJ made that bogey on 18. So you really thought that maybe Jason would have have the tools to pull it out, and then he pulled that shot and um, felt bad for him. But you know, I mean, the guy's having a a really good summer. I mean, you can't deny what he's doing out there too. Yeah, and um, you know, just in you know in in control. I mean, it's very interesting to see, and it will be. Uh, given his breakthrough now with his first major, it's a whole different mindset and mm. level of golf that you're playing from. You know, as as, as Jordan Spieth mentioned after uh, what happened to him at this year's Masters, he's got those majors behind him now that he pulls from the experience, and we saw him do last year, particularly after you know the British Open. So I think, you know, Dustin is in a whole nother frame of mind now. Oh, absolutely. Now he's got a WGC and a, and a major, like, in back-to-back. Do you think he, do you guys think that he's going to wind up breaking out how, like, Jason Day did last year? Uh, you know, putting I mean, back-to-back wins like that? I mean, that's a great question. Obviously, they're off this week, so he gets a good break. Uh, I don't think he went over to the Scottish Open this week. Probably celebrated the win a little bit, and then um, you got the Open Championship at Royal Troon. He's next actually week. playing in Ireland, I think, with a bunch of buddies. Oh, I is heard. that what he's doing? Yeah. Okay, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then he's got uh, Troon, but you know, Troon's never. You know, the weird thing about the Open is, you know, your your Ben Curtis's, your Zach Johnsons, your Todd Hamilton, who won uh, at Troon in '04. You know, these guys that come out of nowhere. You get some uh, Louis Oosthuizen. You know, I mean, that made a name for themselves, but the the Open Championship, I don't know that, you know, it's 
des- if Troon is designed for his game, but he's definitely shown that he's been able to played well there yeah. in British Opens. Yeah, he's been able to uh, play good on all golf courses, whether it's Whistling Straits or uh, Chambers Bay or uh, at the U.S. Open at Oakmont. I mean, I think DJ right now is playing at a high level. I wouldn't, uh, I mean, I wouldn't bet against him right now, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens. Brooke Henderson won uh, now for her second victory of the season, uh, actually posting a back-to-back win in Portland. Uh, just another great victory for her. And um, we're going to be talking live uh, with Steve Eubanks from the Women's U.S. Open, the LPGA major happening out in California a little bit later in the show. But uh, we want to go to some breaking, breaking, breaking local Whoa. Orlando golf news. And that is uh, the Golf Insiders is very uh, proud to be partnering with a group of amazing golf industry professionals who, in the wake of the Pulse tragedy, tragedy have uh, created a unique event the golf united pulse orlando scramble and uh, this is going to happen on august the 26th uh, next month at grand cypress golf club one of our finest golf facilities in orlando the official beneficiaries will be pulse of orlando and the one orlando funds and we are just so excited to be a part of this and helping to promote it and make it what we think is one of the biggest golf events ever. Uh, our goal is to raise $100,000. And uh, I, I want to bring in right now one of the key guys behind this, who is the tournament director at Grand Cypress Golf Club, Robert Scott on the line. Hey, Robert. Hey, Holly. How are you? Doing well. Thanks so much. I know you're in upstate New York on vacation, but we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us because this is an awesome thing that uh, your your team is doing out in Grand Cypress to support this Golf United event. Thank you. We uh, we're we're all excited. You know, we talked about this uh, starting a, a few weeks ago, and the Villas of Grand Cypress is going to donate um, the entire golf course. It's going to be, as you said, August 26th, uh, 8 o'clock shotgun on the new course. That is Jack Nicholas's tribute to the old course at St. Andrews. So it's going to be a, a fun day of golf, and 100% of the proceeds are going to go to both of those charities, again, 50-50. So $50,000 for each charity and the families. Uh, we're all truly excited to be part of this event. Yeah, and we, you know, are looking forward to having a sellout. We know those tea times are, or those those uh, those team uh, entries are going to go quickly. So that's why we wanted to give everybody a a, a sneak uh, announcement tonight. We're going to have all the information up on uh, Facebook by Friday, and um, you know, this way you can get all the details in terms of uh, the time and and the cost for the event. Uh, but more importantly, we're going to play one of the best golf courses in our area. We got a chance to play it on Friday. That new course, the, the replica of the old course at St. Andrews, is so fun. Anybody that signs up to play in this event is going to have a real treat. 
definitely. It's uh, the, the course has in, been in tremendous shape all year. Joe Ballant and our maintenance staff has done a, a tremendous job. And again, we're we're all excited. It's going to be an amazing day of golf. We're going to raise so much money, and then again, this being the inaugural event, we see this growing for years and years to come. Well, golf is so much about giving back, and I know, uh, you know, there was a group of us here in in the local Orlando area that you know just felt a a need, a very big need to come together and. Uh, you know, use a golf event as a way that we could make a difference and and contribute back. And uh, for people that want to go get more information, they can like us on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash golf united for Pulse Orlando. That's facebook.com slash golf united for Pulse Orlando. You can also go to the Golf Insiders under our events and promos to learn more about the Golf United Pulse Orlando Scramble. Um, such a great facility you have out there, Robert. You know, you've got that wonderful golf academy headed up by um, uh, Fred, Griffin. Fred Griffin. Sorry, drawing yeah, a blank. I've known, right. known Fred right. for, a, for a long time. And uh, also your director of golf, Joe Angelino. Such an incredible Definitely. staff. And this is just, you know, it's, it's, it's a really special golf course, and we so appreciate uh, you're you're teaming up with us. Yeah, again, and, and the the staff of Grand Cypress and management ownership, um, they have all been a part of this event and, and want to see this to be a huge success. And again, they're they're giving the entire golf course to this event. And as you know, it being kind of getting this started, you and I, uh, I can't actually wait to get home to uh, get going. I'm not so sure about the weather. It's 85 here and sunny, but I won't brag too much. In Buffalo, New York, no less. You're in my backyard. Exactly. Um, you know, one thing we want to reach out right now is that we're, you know, going to need a, a lot of help with this to, to make it the big success we're envisioning. So anybody that's interested in volunteering, sponsors out there uh, who are interested in somehow, you know, contributing People that want to, you know, maybe have a team competition in terms of fundraising, we're excited to have you participate in any way uh, that that you might feel called to. So again, this is Golf United Pulse Orlando Scramble. The date is Friday, August 26. It's going to be an 8 a.m. shotgun, but we're going to have an awesome after party that you're not going to want to miss, as well as a silent auction. So. Uh, this is going to be a, a big, big, exciting, uh, we hope, historic event and something that will continue for years to come. I, I agree. And, again, I, this is going to be uh, an amazing event. And you don't have to be a golfer to be part of this event. As you mentioned earlier, the website will be up shortly. They can donate through the website. And, again, golf is a game where – we we all have family, and golf is a huge family uh, in this community, and it also helps grow the game of golf. Just come out and be part of the event. It's As we know, this is truly something special, and we're not going to be afraid, and, and we're going to fight back. Yeah, I think that's great what you guys are doing out there at Grand Cypress. Uh, being at Golden Bear, obviously we would love to have it at our golf course, but the fact that you guys took it and ran with it, I applaud you guys. 
Actually, I came out there not long ago. Scott Trimble, um, Thomas Higgins, really, your staff out there is fantastic. And uh, I brought a couple of members out there for the first time. They absolutely loved the golf course. We played the new course, and it was in terrific shape. So if anybody's out there in Orlando and you're looking to play a really great golf course for a really great cause, uh, you know, definitely look up the website and, and join in over at the Grand Cypress uh, Golf and Villas. We're gonna, Come on out. We're going to have all kinds of events going on. Uh, again, once the website is up, there's going to be a number of ways that you can participate. Even if you're not in Orlando, you can get involved. We're going to have a, a really neat way that you can um, give a donation of $49 to buy a, a, a sign along the fairway. Uh, it's going to be really something special that you're not going to see uh, at every uh, every type of charity event. Got some really creative ways where we're going to be honoring the the victims of this terrible tragedy. But again, uh, all the proceeds 100% benefiting the One Orlando and Pulse of Orlando funds. So stay listening to the Golf Insiders. We will be giving you uh, much more updates on this event happening Friday, August 26th. Put it on your calendar now. Plan to take the day off. Come hang out with all of us and. Uh, you know, give yourself a nice long weekend. So uh, once again, Robert Scott, Tournament Director at Grand Cypress, thank you. Thank you to all your team out there. Also, kudos to Mark Cox, your general manager, and um, we're looking forward to a great event. You got it, Holly. So are we. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks so much. Once again, for more info on the Golf United Pulse Orlando Scramble, facebook.com slash Golf United for Pulse Orlando. We've got a lot of golf talk coming up. The Golf Insiders. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he sank that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club and our social media wizard, Will Perry. Oh, look at you got some, uh, you got some intro music on there. You're oh, just, that was, specific. that was specifically yeah. for you, dude. Uh, as always, like us on Facebook and tweet us at the Golf Insiders. And please, yes, please. And we are so excited if you missed our first segment, the announcement of our big Golf United for Pulse Orlando scramble event that's going to happen on Friday, August 26th at Grand Cypress Resort. We've got just a terrific team of golf industry people that have come together for this event and the beneficiaries will be Pulse of Orlando and One Orlando Fund. 100% of the proceeds going to those two great charities. Uh, lots more information coming up on this in the next uh, couple of days. Be sure to check out our website, the Golf Insiders Events and Promos, for more information. But mark it on your calendar. And uh, for anybody who's interested in helping us out with this, you can contact uh, Will 
or Holly G at thegolfinsiders.com. Well, we'll waste no more time. We're going to get to uh, some tour talk right now and bring in one of our favorites, formerly with the Orlando Sentinel, now up in Hilton Head as the big dog of the island packet, the sports editor, uh, Jeff Shane, on the line with us. Hey, Jeff. How you doing today? Oh, we are doing awesome, and we're glad we could get you back. I know we had a little technical difficulty a few weeks ago, but, uh, you know, we're still on a lot of the same topics, Jeff. But first, let's talk about the Bridgestone and Dustin Johnson with uh, back-to-back victories after his finally capturing uh, his elusive U.S. Open title. Pretty impressive. And it is, and, uh, and it was only three weeks ago uh, I... I co-host a show up here uh, called Low Country Links, and uh, we were talking, you know, doing our U.S. Open roundtable about uh, who do you think is going to win the U.S. Open, and one of my co-hosts said Dustin Johnson, and I burst out laughing on air, so um, serves me right, I suppose, but uh, we, uh, we've often said that if Dustin Johnson can ever get the elephant off his back, he might actually go and do a lot of good things, and uh, uh, he's the hottest golfer on the planet right now. And speaking of hot, how about Scott Piercy? Look at this guy catching fire (laughs) after 15 years on tour. And he actually was playing very well about uh, two and a half, three years ago, and then got into uh, an injury situation, uh, some problems with his back, and fell off the radar a little bit. Uh, and I suppose if uh, anybody needs uh, reassurance that you can come back strongly from, from back issues, uh, Scott Piercy's doing it right now. And, and I think that uh, before the end of the calendar year, not that Scott Piercy hasn't won a couple of events before, but Scott Piercy's going to win again. Well, if you look at the final leaderboard on Sunday and hadn't seen the end of the tournament, uh, which basically resulted in Jason Day having a little mental lapse on 17 and, you know, a little pull, little pull hook into the trees, uh, and, and really just having a debacle there, a, a double bogey to <laughs> basically, you know, give away the tournament. Uh, Jordan Spieth and Matt Kuchar and Kevin Chappell, along with Jason Day finishing all in a tie for third at three under. Yeah, very good uh, performances. Uh, I, I think it was good uh, for Spieth, who has had trouble at Firestone in the past, uh, has not been able to uh, perform uh, all that well. So it was good to see him with a top five finish. And uh, uh, Kevin Chappell, okay, he didn't finish runner-up again, maybe thankfully, because that would be four this season. And I don't know what the record is for most runner-up finishes in a single PGA Tour season, but Kevin Chappell might be staring at it uh, before too long. But uh, kind of like Scott Piercy, uh, before the end of the calendar year, and you know, it might be you know the Safeway Open at the start of the season or something like that. But I'm pretty confident that we'll see Kevin Chappell with a victory under his belt too. Yeah, I've been watching Cap- Kevin Chappell since he was on the uh, Nationwide Tour. And just watching him grow up and how steady he's become and playing with his game. But another name that really stands out to me uh, in the top ten there is William McGirt. My new favorite golfer. (laughs) I like to call him McDirt. Yeah, I mean, are we going to start seeing him up on leaderboards more and more? Is is the memorial the catapult that that springboards these guys? The Hideki Matsuyamas and the Matt Kuchers and stuff. Is, Is it the memorial that does it? 
Well, it, it might be. Certainly, if you win the memorial, you've win. You, you you've won a, a not only a prestigious tournament, but a really quality golf course. And I think it does kind of reaffirm the confidence in your head to be able to go take it somewhere else. And interestingly enough, when McGirt shot that opening 64, there was talk about, well, how many golfers have swept the two Ohio events mm-hmm. on the summer calendar and. William McGirt was a student of the game and, and named all four of them that had swept uh, the Memorial and the Bridgestone Invitational. Of course, it's not that difficult, but uh, uh, I, we've seen him start to uh, come up on leaderboards. Uh, and uh, so I think it was just, you know, kind of getting comfortable in his own skin. Winning somewhere certainly, uh, I think, was going to help the fact that he won at Memorial. Uh, I think makes it uh, an even bigger boost of confidence. And I suppose I should answer my own trivia question. Uh, the four golfers who have swept the Ohio events uh, in the past, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, Tiger Woods, and Tiger Woods. <laughs> uh, you know, some other interesting things, if I read into this leaderboard, as we're just now two weeks out from the Open Championship, Zach Johnson, the Open Champion, 2015 finished tied for 10th in this tournament. So Zach's game looking good. You have Charles Schwartzel, who always, you know, plays well in major events, it seems. And if I go down a little further, you got Brandon Grace from South Africa, Adam Scott, Ricky Fowler, all having good performances at Bridgestone. And, you know, not, not an easy golf course. Definitely not. Definitely real tight. And, uh, Welcome back, Ricky Fowler. We were about to send out an APB for you. Um, he had, you know, with having missed three consecutive cuts, Players Memorial, U.S. Open, and uh, had, with the exception of that tie for fourth at Wells Fargo, um, we hadn't really seen much of him at all since uh, since early in the Florida swing. So. Um, this is the time of year, you know, Ricky should be the defending champion this week in Scotland. He decided not to play the Scottish Open, but uh, it's good to see that uh, he was able to climb into a, into a top ten before going over to the Open Championship next week. Uh, I didn't see the press conference with Jason on Sunday, Jeff. I was just curious, you know, what his comments were after his, his finish. You know, I'll, I'll be honest, I did not see it either. Um, if it's anything like uh, the Saturday that he had uh, actually here at the RBC Heritage where he had the 36-hole lead and then just had a round that might be best classified as an out-of-body experience, um, he, he just was able to, at that time to shrug it off and say those things happen. Now, when it happens in the last four holes, yeah, it's, it's a little tough, but um, uh, he played extremely well for the first 68 holes. And I uh, honestly, I think that double bogey, it wasn't just the drive that hurt, but I think he tried to bite off a little bit more than he could chew with the recovery shot, and it just compounded his misery. Yeah, it wasn't 17, actually. It was 16. He went 16, yeah. bo- bogey, double, par, bogey. Not, uh, and, but, you know, a little surprising. You know, again, hey, even the best have uh, their moments. Yes, but <laughs> you don't normally see Jason sort of, uh, you know, tank in the closing holes like that no you don't and uh, actually he's been you know a very good closer uh in recent years uh i forget what the stat was but uh if he had the 54 hole lead he usually finished with a trophy but uh there's a humanness and i suppose a certain amount of getting comfortable 
not that he hasn't been number one before, but this is his first long stretch where he has been number one and, and the focus has changed a little bit. And I think for some of the younger players, there there's a little self-induced pressure to live up to your ranking. Now, speaking of number one, Dustin Johnson has won two big events in a row and is creeping up that that uh, that ranking list. He's number two now. Are we close to seeing him up to number one? Uh, from a points standpoint, um, I suppose if he continues to win, it won't take very long because I didn't think he was going to catch speed. Uh, and uh, said so uh, very definitively. And as it turns out, uh, he did catch Spieth by two one-thousandths of a point to move into number two. So there's really kind of a virtual dead heat there. But the gap between Dustin Johnson and Jason Day is almost two and a half points. So it's going to take one big victory and another victory probably and, and to not have Jason Day finished second before he can catch him. But uh, J- Dustin Johnson, I think, has made it a situation where we, we have to stop referring to this group as the big three. It's going to be the big four. And Rory McIlroy is the guy that's <laughs> kind of sitting on the bubble right now. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's going to make for a very interesting open championship. Anyone based on the venue you got your eye on, Mr. Shane? It, it's it's hard for me to to kind of figure out. I'm I'm interested to see how McElroy's comfort level is because he has come on strong recently, winning in Ireland. Uh, was it third or fourth in France last week? So he's starting to play better. Uh, Henrik Stenson, who had a horrible first half of the year, is now starting to play better, and uh, the Open Championship venues seem to suit his game. So those are the two that really kind of jump out at me. I think. Uh, I think Jordan Spieth can uh, benefit uh, a little bit because Troon isn't the longest uh, open championship venue, and so he he won't have to go chase distance as opposed to uh, Dustin Johnson and Jason Day, who may have to uh, leave the driver in the bag for long stretches of time. Well, we're right around the corner from another major with uh, the jam-packed, PGA Tour schedule this year due to the Olympics. As always, Jeff Shane, we appreciate spending time with you, the Golf Insiders. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, it's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebble, won't pay the price. I love my muni. I think it's nice. It's good to just make a We're back. The Gulf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Kevin Sternett from the Golden Bear Club and Will Perry, our amazing social media ace in the hole. With Evis, check out his digital marketing agency. If you need help with social media, he is the man. And our breaking news, if you haven't been listening so far, we are proud to be a partner and supporter of a big-time golf event happening next month, Golf United Pulse Orlando Scramble, which will be held Friday, August 26th at Grand Cypress Resort. 
to benefit Pulse of Orlando and the One Orlando Funds, 100% being given to the charity. The golf course has been donated to us. We've got all kinds of fantastic sponsors who've gotten involved already. Our goal is to raise $100,000. This is going to be big, big, big. And uh, if you want to get involved, check uh, us out right now on our Facebook page, facebook.com, Golf United for Pulse Orlando. That's Golf United for Pulse Orlando. Mark your calendar for August 26th. It's a Friday. We've got a shotgun in the morning, and we're going to have a big-time after party along with a great silent auction. And this is going to be a fantastic event Uh Bunch of us got together, golf industry professionals. We love giving back through the game of golf, and we wanted to do something in the wake of the Pulse tragedy. So we appreciate all of our listeners. Anybody who's interested in playing a great golf course out there at Grand Cypress, please join us. If you want to volunteer, we'd love to have you do that. And anybody who might be interested in sponsoring, you can uh, go to our Facebook page, Golf United for Pulse Orlando. So, uh, there's a big women's major happening, Mr. Sternett, out yeah. in California. U.S. Women's Open. Women's Open. And um, as we were mentioning, Brooke Henderson from Canada really, you know, coming on fire here one year into being on the LPGA Tour and winning. Right, including at Sahali. Uh, the KPMG, mm-hmm. so uh, she is looking like a superstar. And this tour has just gotten so deep. We've got uh, Lydia Ko. Which is great. They're both you know, 18, 19 years old. We've got 10, 15 years of rivalry here between these two. If Michelle, we could uh, maybe the U.S. Open will turn her around a little bit. Maybe she could feed off of that win that she had at Pinehurst. Uh, two years ago, that would be great for the game of uh, 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 for the ladies' golf world. But uh, what Lydia and Brooke are doing right now, I mean, everybody's watching, which is really great. Yeah, I think um, you know we know that Michelle Wee's been struggling with you know ongoing injuries, which is not um, easy to do uh, to to get over some of these injuries. Uh, but I think. You know, everybody's wanting to see her come back, I think, as much as Tiger Woods for, for the right. women's game. And and mental, I think the mental side of it has a lot to do with it as well because the injuries have plagued her and she's not bombing the ball like she was or getting it in the hole as much as everybody wants to. It Obviously, she's just as scrutinized on the LPGA Tour as Tiger Woods is on the PGA Tour. I mean, every every shot, every walk, every talk, everything. It's Michelle Mui. What is she doing now? What is she doing here? What is she doing there? So It's really good for the game, though, that there's this this youth movement, though, isn't it? Don't mm-hmm. you think? I mean, with having Brooke, you know, coming onto the scene. I mean, obviously, Lydia Coe's been winning for a couple of years now. But, you know, maybe there's there's going to be a couple of others, too. Uh, as far as the LPGA game goes, you know, when you talk about leaning on stars, I mean, Paula's kind of faded a little bit. Morgan Pressel's faded a little bit. Um, you know, so from a global perspective, especially in North America, it helps to have someone like her. And let's not forget Arya Chutanyagarn, the 20-year-old from Thailand. For sure, her too. Uh, you know, she is racking up the the she uh, victories. Four in a row. Uh, three three straight uh, tournaments in a row. And I would think that bodes well for her, don't you think, Will? Absolutely. You know, I mean, 
she was someone who lit it up um, on the junior scene. I mean, at the AJGA level, she was unstoppable um, and, you know, had you know a little bit of that transition period over into turning professional. But, you know, again, I mean, there's another one. You know, you've got Lydia Ko, um, you know, Aria Jatanagar, and even her sister is, is really good as well, um, and Brooke Henderson. So, you know, the state of the game is definitely in a good place. Um, I was watching, I don't know if you guys saw it, briefly from Faraday the other night in terms of um, he was interviewing Paula and she was talking about how those players are pushing her um, and how just the LPGA is, you know, and you guys can remember at least from a grand perspective how it was doing even five, six years ago, um, lack of tournaments and funding. And and it's really strong right now. I think that's really good for the LPGA. Mm -hmm. Um, They've also formed that partnership with the PGA Tour. So there's going to be a lot maybe going on there in the next couple of years, too. Yes, and, and the quality of play, uh, just extraordinary. Uh, watching the playoff uh, between Lydia Ko and Brooke Henderson, as we were talking about a couple of weeks ago uh, on a very tough golf course out at uh, Sahali. And, I, I mean, just one of the best, you know, rap final rounds of golf, you know, men or women's. It was absolutely, you know, uh, a, a nail-biter. And now we have... Um, Stacy Lewis, who had been, you know, the machine gun out there for a long time, uh, trying to balance the fact that, you know, now she's uh, getting married and uh, kind of, you know, has has sort of shifted, I think, her perspective on things and learning to balance all that to, you know, transition right. even the even the guys on tour, whether you're, you know, a, a, a LPGA player or a PGA player, many talk about that shift and transition when you get married and then start a family. Yeah, and Jarena uh, Pillar, she's, uh, you know, wanting to start a family with her husband and and whatnot, and she's been right up there on the leaderboard. I mean, and she's young and playing very, very well. Uh, we definitely can't. Uh, we we'll talk about the U.S. Open, and uh, you got to mention uh, Sayri Pak. It's her last U.S. Open. She's retiring this year at 38 years old. And what she has done for South Korea and South Korean golfers. I mean, you look on the leaderboard nowadays, and it's South Korean, South Korean, South Korean. What the boom has done in that country for golf and what she's done. So her playing in her last U.S. Open is uh, very monumental. So, um, you know, hats off to you, Sayri Park. I hope you. I hope you're in contention come Sunday. I'd love to see it. Well, I'm excited. It's going to be a, a great week and weekend of golf at the U.S. Women's Open Championship. Stay tuned, the Golf Insiders. We've got lots more golf talk coming up. We'll be right back. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing. And then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. Yeah, yeah, really naturally to me. I got good eyes, I'll be all right. I'll get my dentures shining bright. I got a deaf right ear for those golf carts I can steer. Well, we're not young like we once were. Why don't you come along, old girl? All right. Anyway, Will Perry, are you with me? I'm here. A technical glitch there. You've and got Kevin me. Sternett. I'm here. Hey, um, we were playing golf on the 4th of July. Yes, we and, did. Uh, Bringing I, it in with a bang. 
Bringing it in with a bang, and uh, we had... Pun intended, we yeah. Were, we were playing out at Timaquan, and... Um, uh, hey, my old stomping grounds. That's I used right. to work there. And um, Mr. Will forgot a sleeve of these bright yellow, vivid, Volvic golf balls. I'd have to say I'm becoming quite fond of them. Oh, that really? will be in my bag for a while, for sure. Well, I have some matte red ones that yes. maybe I'll have to play with. The and matte yellow is where it's let at. Let me tell you how he was crushing this ball. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, maybe he wants to say how he I was mean, crushing I'm, this ball. I'll only gloat when it's just me and Kevin, but, I mean, since we've got the Volvic guys joining us... um, I mean, I have, I've, you know, I've played the the B330. I play the the Pro V1X. I mean, those are the balls that I've always played. I hit this vivid ball 20% further. Like just the way that it comes off the face, 20% I'm further. I'm not even kidding you. Like, and the and the conditions were wet at Timaquan on Monday. I mean, it wasn't. You know, we weren't getting much roll on most fairways, and I mean, I was just bombing it out there. I mean, some of the longest drives consistently that I've ever hit personally. Yeah, I like Timaquan a lot. There's a lot of great holes out there, but when it's wet, I can understand what you mean. It's yeah. gonna, it's not gonna fly very far. No. So. Well, we were just talking about the U.S. Women's Open, which is uh, starting tomorrow, and uh, Volvic, which happens to be based here in Orlando, big supporters of the Golf Insiders, and the most played golf ball on the LPGA Tour, as well as the Champions Tour. They have a number of guys hitting the amazing Vivid out there as well. We wanted to spend a few minutes with the man that makes it happen in terms of uh, marketing and promotion, John Claffey from Volvic, on the line with us to uh, talk everything about colored golf balls and this really amazing matte-finished Vivid golf ball. Hey, John. Hey, Holly. Thanks for having me. Hey, we're really good to have you on, my friend, and we appreciate so much uh, you helping us out, uh, Volvic, with our big iHeart tournament. And uh, coming in August, we're going to have our Golf United event to benefit uh, the Pulse Orlando tragedy. We're so excited. We're going to get you guys involved with that. Volvic gives back in so many ways. And uh, recently, you actually uh, sponsored or were the title sponsor of a new LPGA event up in Michigan over Memorial Day. That's right. Yeah, we had the inaugural Volvo Championship up in Ann Arbor. It went. Uh, it was a great event. It was gangbusters. It's now one of the top tier LPGA Tour events out there. The players loved it, and we had over thirty thousand people come out over the uh, the course of four days. And and we had a a, a three peat champion, um, Arya Juntanagarn, won the event for the third time in a row. So we got a lot of pub out of that. And, we had a great time. We're big supporters of the LPGA Tour and, and growing the game any way we can. And, and that right now we're the only uh, we're the only golf OEM uh, manufacturer that's actually sponsoring a an event on any major tour out uh, in the United States. So we're we're proud of that fact, and we thought it was a great way to get people's attention to our brand. That's huge. And you're based right here in Orlando, which is even cooler. We are. We uh, Volvic USA started. We launched at the PGA show here in Orlando in January of 2013, and since then we've been the fastest growing golf ball manufacturer in the states and in North America. So we're we're up to big things, and obviously we love our color. Where that's what's kind of setting us apart from everybody else. And you guys kind of did my job for me in the in the piece leading up to me coming on, talking about the distance gain and 
And that, that goes to the fact that we're the only company that's really combining color and, and really great technology. So that's kind of been our MO. We're, we're the only ones that are taking tour quality performance and putting it with the entire spectrum of color. So when you, when you see some of the, the, the professionals out on the LPGA using orange golf balls or pink golf balls or green golf balls, that's probably us because we have, we have broken down a lot of different barriers out there. We've got 12 different staff players, so we're, we're one of the most used balls every week on the LPGA Tour, and it's all sorts of different colors. We actually have had uh, three wins in the last three LPGA Tour seasons, and one was with yellow and two are with orange. Those are the first ever orange victories with a ball on the LPGA Tour. So we're actually changing the way the game is played a little bit. Love it. And the really cool part is these balls are so easy, so easy to see in the air. And I, I truly love them on the putting green. Um, I, you know, I've actually gotten really hooked on the red ball. But it's talk about the matte finish, John, because they're just so cool to look at. Yeah, this new Vivid Ball, as you mentioned, it's really changed who we are overnight. Um, it's it's kind of the rage out there. You've probably seen it with football helmets and baseball helmets and, and cars. You're seeing this matte finish, this this flat finish, um, makeup even. And we were the first people to come out and, and patent it for a golf ball. Uh, we took our crystal three-piece 80 compression ball. So this is a ball that has been around for a long time and known as a, as a wonderful extreme distance ball and a great performance ball. It's been in play on the Champions Tour. Um, and we applied this matte finish to it. And it has really just caught the attention of the of the world. It is a phenomenon that we we really – we knew it was going to be popular, but we had no idea it was going to be like this. We're, we're, uh, we've sold out about four times, and we've tripled our projections each time, and we keep selling out. So we're up to almost 100,000 dozen that we've sold since February 1st. And it's really just made us a, a, a brand new company. We are we are on the fast track now. We're gonna uh, close to triple our sales this year because of this the wonderful reaction we've had to this matte finish ball called the Vivid. Yeah, I bet uh, you got your eyes on a couple of companies. One that starts with T and one that starts with B. <laughs> you're well, you're we, you are chasing the, the tiger's tail. Well, the thing about it is we we are doing things a little differently. We make our golf balls differently. We're actually soft on the outside and more solid in the core, um, and that's the exact opposite of everybody else. And we're the only ones that are coming out with these bright colors and making sure that it's a high-performance, high-technology ball. So as we are catching up with some people in, in market share, we're up uh, close to surpassing about a 2% market share after a few years, which is really fast-paced. But because we do things a little differently and, and um, we think a little differently, we make th- our, our, our products a little differently, we're kind of in our own class, and I think that's why we're being so successful. Not only that, but, it, you know, everybody's into customization, personalization. Um, you know, for our iHeart tournament, of course, iHeart's logo being red, you know, having the, the red golf balls as part of the tournament was, you know, just a perfect fit. Yeah, you know, with the red one, uh, right now the best selling is that green or the yellow, the optic yellow that you had discussed. But the second bestseller right now is um, is red, and and we had, had we had a decision. We could only really only wanted to do four skews because we're skew heavy because of how many colors we have. And orange is usually our top seller because nobody makes a, a high quality orange ball, and everybody loves that color. But we kind of looked at each other and we said, you know, instead of coming out with yellow or your standard white on this matte finish, 
let's just go out there and take a chance and, and do this red ball. And it's what I call Camaro red because when you see it, you'll know what I'm talking about. But yeah. it looks, like the, it's it looks cool. like the old Camaro from or the Trans Ams from the 80s. Um, but we, we came out with it, and it's just had a, a wonderful reaction. The, the thing about this ball is people people see it, and the first thing they go, is that real? And, or the, the number one word that comes out of their mouth is wow. But when they play it, now they're really hooked because not only are they getting better distance out of it, but they are able to track this golf ball anywhere on the course. So if you have any trouble whatsoever seeing a white golf ball in the air or your more traditional ball in the air, this is your answer. It's, it's what I call natural GPS for your golf ball because it's, it's basically just leading you to the ball everywhere it is unless it's in some water. You're still going to be able to see it in the water, but you're not going to be able to get to it unless you have one of those long uh, sticks. But All yeah, right, John. We got we got to run, but we so appreciate it. If you want to learn more about Volvic, go to volvic.com. That's volvic.com. And uh, we look forward to teaming up at our, for our next event. We'll have you on again, John. We appreciate your support of the Golf Insiders and all you do for tournaments all over the country. Volvic, John Claffey, thank you so much. The Golf Insiders. Kevin Quick, who are you picking for the U.S. Open? Women's Open. U.S. Women's Open, I will take Brooke Henderson. No, Ooh. I'm going to take Lydia. I want to take Lydia. All right, I'll go with Brooke. Uh, well, I'm glad you decided to change your mind. But since you guys picked them, I'll take Jutana Garn. All right. Uh, All right, thanks again, the Golf Insiders. We love you. We're out of here.